to the first episode of the Good Faith Idea Exchange. The idea behind this show is I don't make it um, a secret that I'm not a pro at this sort of thing. I'm not, my, my main occupation is not talk show host or anything like that. I'm just another guy. You know, I see things in, you know, going on in the country. I see things going on in the world that are unsettling um, and unnerving to say the least. So I wanted to do something about it. You know, we're all doing whatever we can, you know, hopefully to make things better. Um, this is something that I thought could help to make things better, you know, to give people a chance to, you know, to get some sort of release and to just talk about things and, you know, in a good faith exchange of ideas. Now, what that means from a conversation standpoint is nobody's talking over the other person Nobody's cutting the other person off or just, you know, in general being rude to the other person. You know, I, I want it to be an environment where people who might not think the same way can get the chance to express themselves and, you know, speak to what they believe without being criticized for it. So my first interview is going to be more of a conversation this is with a good friend of mine. His name is Tyler Kerrigan. We served in the military together, and his views are you know, not necessarily the exact same as mine. And I feel that makes for the best conversations. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. What we're going to do... Um, you know, there's there's different topics that, you know, we'll have our discussions on um, all the time. But today, you know, we're going to touch on, you know, more of a more of a serious topic. A hot Actually, topic, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Quite, quite, quite serious topic. Quite a hot topic. We will be talking about um, the events that happened earlier this year. So this will, this will be especially about the protests and riots um, that followed the murder of George Floyd at the hands of uh, police officers. And again, th this, this will be more of um, a serious conversation. So, you know, it won't be, um, you know, won't, won't really be a bunch of laughs and everything today, but. Um, we'll, we'll try and squeeze them in where we can, but for sure. Uh, another thing, just before we get kind of rolling on this man I, I think it, it's really important for everyone listening to know um like tyrone and i are really pretty good friends we obviously been through stuff together that i've been through with very few people on the planet as, as far as our military right. service goes and the reason that these conversations uh we are still having them you know I, i've been out of the navy for three and a half years and we're still keeping in touch it's because the, these conversations are really really important a um for us personally because it kind of helps to stretch you a bit and uh, broaden your, your, your mind and, and your horizon, right. give you more perspective. But, but also it's something we thought would be really important to bring to everyone uh, just because we come from different backgrounds and have, yeah. you know, very different outlooks on the world sometimes. And, and um, you know, sometimes those things overlap and that's great, but uh, we really just wanted to get out here and exchange some ideas yeah. in good faith, which and it was a, a bit on the nose for the name of the podcast, but yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, we wanted everyone to, to kind of know ahead of time, like, Hey, we are having a, a trusted conversation with, with, you know, someone that I respect. Um, and I, I look forward to seeing where we go with this. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, um, I really appreciate you putting that out there because that's absolutely, um, that's absolutely right, man. Um, I feel too, like, um, like a lot of people, uh, when this first happened, when everything first started, um, end of May, beginning of June, I felt like there were so many, so many people who were starting to open up and really want to talk about things that in the past I had never really seen open conversations about. I, I, I hadn't seen quite the same, you know, the, the, the same willingness to, to really be honest and open about certain issues of race, um, of race in this country, um, certain political um, conversations, different, um, you know, different socioeconomic factors. I mean, it was, um, it was really interesting to see, but, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of started to notice when all of this happened, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I personally, you know, I'm not necessarily going to jump into, you know, George Floyd's um, murder itself, you know, at least not, not right, not right away, because I, you know, I think we've all seen so much about that already at this point. But one of the things that I originally noticed um, in the, in the protests that followed, I felt like once the, when the protests first started, you know, it seemed like um, something really amazing that I was starting to see. I was like, wow, this is taking off. There's millions of people all over the, all over the country, people in every single state outside protesting. There are people in different countries all over the world doing this. And, you know, then I remembered I had started to see some things like different videos starting to, starting to float around YouTube. Uh, like the, the sketchy looking dude in the um, in the umbrella and the and the and the full mask um, walking by an auto zone out. I think that I think that was in Minneapolis um, and starts smashing out windows just kind of randomly. And, yeah, I saw that one. You know, yeah, you know, nothing's nothing else is really going on around him. And you know, one of the protesters, you know, follows him back. Is like, what are you doing? You know, like um, and. One 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 thing one thing of note, which um, you know, I'm sure I'll have previously mentioned before this gets before this even gets started. Some they'll you know this is an adult conversation, so for these kinds of conversations, there will be some adult language. Just expect that. <laughs> know that it's coming. Just a, yeah, yeah <laughs> just a little heads up. Um, you know, but the protest just follows them, and he goes, you know, what, what the fuck are you doing? You know. And this guy's like, this guy turns around. He's like, you know, get the fuck out of my face, blah, 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 you know? And, you know, then there are other, you know, right around that same time, more videos started to just kind of pop up out of nowhere from different protesters on the streets, on, you know, on, on the ground, um, who pointing out these weird things that they start to see, you know, bricks that are already, you know, stacked up, looking like they're pre-staged, you know, and other people who just kind of randomly out of nowhere, just start doing stuff, start spray painting, start grabbing bricks and throwing them, um, different stuff that starts kind of happening. And when I combine that with what I saw from, from police chiefs in some of these different cities, 
where they literally come out and say, you know, hey, a lot of, you know, like pretty much the majority of these people are are not from this area. You know, the majority of these people that were arresting um, when the riots began were out of town. They weren't even from that area. You know, it definitely gives a feel that, uh, you know, that, that uh, these were these riots were, you know, that, that these people, you know, who came that who were doing a lot of the rioting, the majority of the people who were doing a lot of the rioting came there with the, you know, came there to riot. They came there to, to fuck some shit up, you know, and their, their um, actions did not have a message attached to it. Right. You know, and unfortunately something that I saw and I had been, I had been saying this like right from the beginning when I saw this, but I wasn't really seeing in the media, you know, and when I say the media, um, I want to make it very clear. When I say the media, I mean, the liberal media, I mean, the conservative media, I mean, the, the mainstream media, I mean, the American media, you know, one, th- one of the things that I saw in the, within the media and also all over social media, it seemed like there wasn't much, there wasn't very much being done to differentiate the protesters from the rioters. Like everybody was kind of lumped into one group. And when people were, when we were talking about rioters it became you know like if you looked at a headline it would say george floyd protesters set fire to a target george floyd protesters throw bricks through um a building you know whatever and it made it very difficult for many people to kind of differentiate these people who were you know pretty much there to break and destroy stuff and people who were there you know, protesting for something very real. That's, I, I, that's definitely something that I noticed. Another thing that I thought was interesting was that I feel like the situation you just described, where the media was not differentiating between rioting and protesting, was really only at the beginning, um, like when this first happened. Uh, if you look at our, within the last two months, current situation, half the media would you, have you believe that there are no riots, that those don't exist and that never happened. Uh, And then the conservative media would have you believe that every major democratic city has been in flames for the, you know, since George, George. And neither of those narratives is a hundred percent true, right? Like there's bits of, of truth in each of them. Um, But the, the unfortunate part about race in the U S today is that it has been politicized. um, And it really, is a shame because I mean, human beings, we kind of supersede politics and government, right? I I feel like we need government uh, to exist as a society, but we don't need much of it really. Um, And we certainly don't need to be told what to think. And and it's it's one of those things where uh, race in America, if you tell me who you voted for, I, I can unfortunately probably somewhat accurately describe to you how you feel about race in America. And, and that's something we want to break away from in this conversation it is <laughs> your political party is not important here, right? Like we want to look at the things that are going on. And well, um, I mean, at, at the same time, I think as far as as far as politics goes, you know, for first thing, there's nothing in the, there's nothing in the Constitution that says that we require a two party political system. And I think that two party political system is a the fact that 
you know, we, the people are kind of, you know, buying into this, into this two party system. It's only driving that divide much larger and much greater. Um, you know, I feel like, um, you know, in the 2016 election, um, there were so, there were so many people who, you know, they didn't, you know, deep down, they didn't want to vote for Hillary. They didn't want to vote for Trump. Um, but there were, I feel like there were so many people who didn't even know that there was another choice, you know, outside of them. You know, there were people, I would see people post stuff on Facebook saying, you know, I can't believe, I can't believe there's, you know, only these two people to, to choose from. And, you know, I had hoped that over four years, that in four years time, people would, you know, kind of begin to, you know, maybe wise up a little bit. But in the end, um, the same thing happened in 2020. I don't know about, I'm not so sure that I agree that just about everyone you can kind of figure based on which party they they go with uh, what their you know what their viewpoint on, on on race might might really be. I mean, me personally, I'm not so sure how much I want how much my <laughs> how much of this I want to put out there, but I'll, I'll 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 admit you know I'm not I don't really I'm not really a conservative, but I'm not really a liberal either. You know I. Yeah, I just want to know. I just want to know the truth. I just want to know exactly what's really going on, and that is what's most important to me. But unfortunately, right now it seems like um, everything is just being pushed further to the extreme by, um, frankly, this news media and social media juggernaut. Um, you yeah. know, and it's constantly acting on the people every single day. Um, it's very I difficult agree. for people. To I, um, I, I know that we're, we're now totally off topic here, but, um, <laughs> I know. this conversation I know. is, is, uh, a good one. So, you know, let's have it. Um, I don't know how we get away from the two party system. That's something that I've thought about. And I, I feel like right now, a lot of, a lot of people, probably the majority of people are voting for what they feel is the lesser of two evils. Like, right. I think if I had to guess, um, you have an older generation who grew up on what they felt like was pretty reliable news. Uh, and I feel like those people are what you could call Republicans and Democrats, right? Like where that mm. they are, are kind of along party lines, so to speak. And then I feel like you have a newer generation of, of people who, you know, were very just anti-Trump. Uh, he was obviously a highly ultra, the most polarizing personality we've had in politics to date. And, and I think that that was definitely, you know, a, a group of voters who were just, you know, I don't, I don't care what my values are, but not that guy, right? Uh, similar to how people did with with Hillary in 2016. And then I, I feel like you're starting to get people who have, you know, their political persuasions, right? Where you maybe are liberal or maybe you're conservative, but you might not be a Democrat or a Republican, so to speak, right? Like you might not you don't have to love everyone who's a member of the party, right? You might just be like, God, like, I really don't like this person, right? But this is kind of my values. And this is this is the the people who are going to give me the best chance to get it done. And some people vote strictly off their money, right? Like, I, I know one of the big things that played in uh, for me this past year was, was taxes, right? Like, I don't want to pay any more in taxes. I didn't realize until I got out of the military how much taxes actually were. Yeah. Um, and and now I'm like, you know, uh, Uncle Sam, please keep your hand out of my pocket. Thanks. Right. Um, 
So I, I, you know, a big part of my decision was like, I, I don't want my taxes to go up and certainly not to, you know, pay for what I feel like could be other people's responsibility. Um, so I suppose I've now told on myself, but yeah, I, I don't know how we get away from the two party system though, because I think that the third parties, right? Like I, there, there was obviously like the libertarian party this year. Uh, we have a green party every year, right? But mm-hmm. uh, with the way that uh, voting works and, and truthfully, the fact that I think people are casting their vote, not necessarily along the closest lines to their views, but who they think is going to get in to power. I, I feel like those votes, like as much as it sucks to say like, oh, your vote's not wasted, right? Like, but truthfully, <laughs> it kind of is if you're casting a vote for someone who you know is not going to have even close to a majority like i don't remember an election that i've been alive in where a third party candidate got even 10 percent of the vote you know what i mean like i i just well, don't remember uh, well, the last uh, time that was actually viable and so i feel like you know the memes where it's like it slowly shows the guy dressing himself as a clown I I feel like that when I hear people say like, oh, I'm going to vote third party. And I'm like, well, I totally respect what you're trying to do. I just I feel like you're throwing your vote into the ether. Like, well, okay. I mean, now at the same time, um, I feel like, you know, say, you know, say in in this past in this past election, this, this 2020 election, say five million people got together who hadn't done so back in 2016 and voted for a third party candidate. Even though that third party candidate doesn't win, it forces a, a, it forces a spotlight to be shined on that third party candidate. So um, in 2024, more more attention is going to get put towards that um, towards that political party. Like even if the party doesn't win, you know, it, it's still pushing, it's still a step in the right direction. You know, I, I, I don't know, that's just kind of, that's just kind of how I felt. Like, I mean, at some point, things need to start to change and it has to start somewhere. So, I, yeah, I, I think that I'm on the same wavelength with you. Uh, and I think I just kind of feel like it's like some type of weird yin and yang snake ate its own tail kind of thing, because like it requires people to vote in order to get third party momentum. OK, right. but people have to be able to get through their own skull we probably aren't going to win this. This is maybe setting up for the future, right? Mm-hmm. So you're asking people to, you. I mean, you, you kind of are initially asking people, hey, we're not going to win, right? So you, you are throwing your vote into the ether, but we need enough people to throw their votes into the ether so that next time it looks like maybe there's a chance. And you have to do that for more than one cycle because it, you know, one, one election cycle isn't going to do that. So I just, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know what the answer to that is because it. Uh, I'm certainly not an anarchist. Like I'm not one of these people who's like, blow the system up. Um, I, I'm not here for that. I feel like our systems have gotten us further than any other modern civilization. So there's certainly some things that need to be changed in the systems, but let's, let's not do away with them, right? Like don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I, but I, I don't know. I don't have the answer for kind of how we get third party momentum without several election cycles of having a dedicated group of people say, look, we're not going to win, but maybe we'll get some attention. All right. So that was some of my conversation with Tyler. As we mentioned in the conversation, you know, we started out at one point and 
you know, it's an organic conversation. So it goes from one thing to another. But I hope you enjoyed it. Next week, I will be interviewing Tori Kern, who manages a youth street outreach team at House of Hope. More specifically, she manages a program called Hype. It all deals with fighting against homelessness, especially homelessness um, for children between the ages of 13 and 24. Um, It will be a really good um, educational listen. Um, I hope you are able to make time for it.